What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be with you guys today. Once again, talking some FCS football. We had another wonderful, wonderful weekend uh, full of interesting and intriguing games. So we're going to be breaking some of those down uh, along with uh, some of our predictions. I think we're getting into that realm where I can finally start predicting some things because we are not going to have a game like, you know, Cincinnati taking on Murray State. We're actually going to be able to uh, you know, have a really good game or have some really good interconference games and FCS games. So that makes me happy that I'm going to be able to have that. And uh, you know what? We're going to continue just to rock with you guys here and uh, discuss all things FCS. Now, to start off, uh, you know, I got a lot of good feedback from from you guys, the fans of the the podcast, uh, how it made sense with the whole macro theory, and I hope that I can continue to provide insights like that as we roll forward. Now, first off, I do want to say uh, a lot of people messaged me about my my rankings. And that's fine. Uh, I, I see mine more as, I mean, I, I want to do ranking rankings, but I see it more as power rankings just because that's just what I, I see it. I have to I have to look at that and I have to, like I said, analyze uh, the, the best of my abilities. Uh, anyway, so I do these like kind of semi power rankings, if you want to call it that. Uh, but mainly I'm just I'm more concerned about, uh, you know, making sure that I get it right. And uh, a lot of people push back saying they don't think that Sam Houston is the number one team. And I would push back on that. Um, I honestly think you are the champs until you prove otherwise. That's my opinion. That's my own personal opinion. And so that's why I had that. And there are a few other questions. Questions like, uh, for example, uh, like where am I putting the, the SWAC and and uh, the MIAC and where's the Ivy League? And, and it's hard for me because I, I really do like those FCS schools. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they are... You know they're special to to the FCS, and they make it's part of the reason what makes the FCS so unique. But the problem with it is that they will not. I mean, I know that there's like a weird theory or a weird something can happen where the 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 SWAC or the MIAC can go, but usually they play like a bowl game between the two, and then uh, but there's always like the the second place can go. I don't know. It, it's weird. It's a little bit of com- uh, complicated, and uh, the the Ivy League usually plays a couple of non-conference games, and then they play against each other, and then whoever has the best record is the winner, which is fine. Uh, but when you're looking across, like as as we're going to be predicting to who's going to go- be going to the playoff, uh, we can't put them in there because they're not going to be going uh, due to academic standards and and. Uh, uh, stuff like that, I believe, is what the Ivy League stance is. So, I mean, I do think, for example, Alabama A&M is good. I think Princeton's good. Uh, and there's some other teams that are like that. But uh, as far across the, you know, across the entire FCS landscape, I want to stick to the ones that we're going to be seeing 
you know, come November, come December, come January, uh, you know, down in Frisco. Anyway, so first off, I wanted to speak about Sam Houston. I want to kind of defend them. Uh, they they went, uh, first off, they went on the road to NAU and uh, absolutely demolished them, 42-16. to 16. Flagstaff is not an easy place to play. Uh, if any of you that live, you know, in, in the area, if you have not been to Flagstaff, you do not understand the difficulty of performing at, or playing uh, uh, at that stadium it's, it's about 7,500 feet uh, you know I've been down there I had cross country races there it is not an easy place to play the dome is loud uh, I it's not I mean wherever if you're driving from Phoenix or from Vegas it's a weird spot to get to a really remote uh, mountainous town in the middle of Arizona so uh, that was not an easy trip for the Bearcats they then take on Southeast Missouri State who over the past few years have made the playoffs pretty consistently and then they take on Central Arkansas and beat them so I don't understand where the Sam Houston hate is coming from maybe just because we have uh, in in the FCS it feels like it's like the Missouri Valley versus everyone and uh, the Missouri Valley Football Conference acts like like you know they're the greatest and they're a really good they're a really good conference I'm not I'm not denying that but you're the champs until you say the champs now you could say well uh, you know South Dakota State beat Colorado State yeah that was impressive I believe they played a D2 team in Linwood and then shut out Indiana State and will be taking on my alma mater this upcoming week Dixie State but again I, I gotta see them beat SIU, beat UNI, beat North Dakota State, beat North Dakota, and even South Dakota looks like they're going to be a pesky out this year. Uh, but I really do think that Sam Houston, they say the champs until uh, proven otherwise. So we're going to be kind of sitting, leaving it at that. Those were kind of the major pushbacks against me uh, in my first uh, rankings. It's hard, like I said, because we're still getting, I mean, Temple played Wagner this week, and uh, we still had some other you know, FBS, FCS crossovers, but we're starting to get into the nitty gritty. Uh, a few games that I wanted to talk about. Richmond held, held strong against uh, the Hokies of Virginia Tech. Richmond, uh, a few years ago, was pretty good. They've taken a couple years uh, where they're not, uh, they haven't been as good as what they used to be, but they are still a good team and uh, gave the Hokies everything they wanted and more. A team that I was, I really liked last fall, or last spring, pardon, uh, it was Incarnate War and uh, I was really high on them. They ended up, uh, you know, losing a couple games at the end of the season and knocking them out of uh, the playoff contention, but I do like them. They're sitting at, uh, they beat McNeese. They're sitting at 3-1, and one, which is which is impressive. Um uh, They've been able to beat Texas State, uh, Perryview, A&M, and McNeese, and lost in overtime to Youngstown State on the road, first game of the season. So can't really hold up, uh, hold that against them. Uh, they will be playing North uh, Western State this upcoming week, followed by Nickel State, McNeese State again, Houston Baptist, Southeast Louisiana, Nickel State, and Houston Baptist. So they're kind of repeating a couple of games, uh, which is going to be tough for them, mainly because uh, when you see a team once, it's it's easy to beat them once, it's hard to beat them twice in a given season, but we'll definitely be, be checking in on them. The, I, I'd say the biggest surprise out of the FCS this week was Holy Cross and the absolute uh, destruction they did against Monmouth. I really like Monmouth. I actually predicted them to win um, the, the, the Big South last year, the last couple years. I think they're a really good football team, but I did not see... Uh, Holy Cross going to Monmouth and winning 45-15. to 15. They beat him by 30. Uh, I was kind of skeptical on Holy Cross after the week previous where they took on uh, Yale and only won by three. 
they did lose to Merrimack two two weeks ago and uh, beat UConn. So I was a little skeptical. Now they're going to be taking on Harvard. Harvard is undefeated. It'd be very interesting matchup this week uh, for Holy Cross. But I was very impressed with that win. Uh, definitely one of the biggest wins to come out of it. Uh, St. Thomas was able to win 36 nothing over Butler. I believe that, that is their first uh, win against an FCS opponent. So that is a big time win for them. VMI held off the Wofford Terriers. Wofford seems to be going through a little bit of a transition where the key debts are coming in smoking. Uh, really excited to watch them. Merrimack, which not a lot of people have been talking about. Right now their only loss is to Maine. Uh, they did beat Holy Cross. They did beat Delaware State this last week. They're going to be playing Duquesne. Uh, I, I know I've, I've mentioned this on the on the podcast before. Uh Duquesne, we actually have a county in Utah, and we call it Duchesne County, spelled the exact same way. And even the people in Duchesne County call it Duchesne, uh, sometimes kind of as a joke, but they do call it that. So it is a tough name to, to pronounce. But Merrimack will be taking them on uh, the 2nd at 11 a.m. Excited to watch that game. Definitely will be tuning in. Uh, I like Merrimack out of the NEC, kind of a, a pesky little team. William & Mary starting to show some serious resolve. They were able to beat Elon. Uh, Elon has been good over the years, uh, always kind of hanging around uh, contention in the playoffs. Their only loss to William & Mary that they have right now was a loss to UVA the first week, 43-0. Uh, to zero. They're going to be taking on Albany, the Great Danes, uh, headed by Jeff Undercuffler. That is going to be an amazing game to watch uh, this first uh, week that I, well, I, I haven't been able to watch Albany yet. So I'm really excited to see them against William and Mary. Another team that has been really surprising this year is Mercer. They went on the road and beat Furman. Furman plays a really odd style of offense, but Mercer was able to beat them. They beat Point U and they've lost Alabama. However, they did put up 14 points against Bama. Uh, I do have them a uh, little tease going forward. I do have them in the top 25, and uh, if they can beat Samford, West Carolina, uh, you know they can definitely be be contention, be up there for contention uh, in the Southern Conference. Really excited to see what they do going forward. Montana absolutely dismantled Cal Poly 39-7. Looks like Cal Poly and Bo Baldwin will have another year of rebuild uh, starting the season 1-3. and three. This was another really good game. Northern Colorado against NAU in overtime. You, uh, Northern Colorado was able to win. Uh, NAU is is one of those teams, like I said, they're, they're pesky. Uh, but Northern Colorado starting the season 2-2 two and two, where the last few years in the Big Sky, they have not performed very well. They have beat Houston Baptist and NAU and and have lost to Lamar in overtime and the Buffs of Colorado. They're going to be on the road against Montana State. So we're going to see what the, the Bears are really made out of uh, this next week. Another fun game was SIU against Southern uh, against Illinois State. Illinois State has made the playoffs over the last few years. Last year, they, they uh, decided to sit out the playoffs due to um, injuries. They were a really injured, riddled team. SIU was able to uh, get the win 35-17. to and improve in the NVFC. Uh, finally, a couple. We'll, we'll wrap up with a couple more. Uh, Eastern Kentucky was able to beat Austin P. I did have Austin P. in the top twenty-five, so EKU is starting to really show their resolve there. Uh, a big one was uh, ETSU on the road against Samford in overtime. ETSU was able to win. Uh, I still, I mean, I, I moved them up in my rankings, but I'm still not sold on them. Uh, that was a close game against. Uh, you know, I. I would say an 
average FCS team. So uh, over the next three weeks, they go Wofford, the Citadel, Chattanooga, Furman VMI. So for the next, I mean, up until, uh, I mean, the Citadel has been up and down over the years, but Wofford's been good. Nuga's been good. Furman has been good. VMI this uh, has come on of late. So it's not going to be getting easier for ETSU. It was an impressive win on the road. Uh, they're going to be taking on the Wofford Terriers, Terriers on Saturday at 1.30. Uh, a big time win for the Skyhawks of UT Martin as well. They went to Jacksonville State. Uh, I do like UT Martin. I, you know, I've had uh, them on the show before. I love talking Skyhawk football. Uh, they've been up and down as well. Uh, I believe the two years ago they went seven and five, if I remember correctly, just being just outside of the uh, the conversation to get into the FCS playoffs. So it was good to see them get a win uh, against a former OVC foe. Uh, Jacksonville State has actually moved to the Atlantic Sun, if I remember correctly, and. Uh, and so UT Martin looking to kind of take hold of the Ohio Valley. Finally, we'll just wrap up with this. And that was the Weber State game. Um, UC Davis was able to go to Weber State and win 17-14. to It was unfortunate that the Wildcats lost. They had to move them pretty far down in the rankings. However, I did not learn much. I thought it was a close game. And, uh, I, I mean, I want to say that I learned a lot about, you know, UC Davis and their resolve to win. Uh, I think there are a couple of, of, of balls and they bounced UC Davis's way. They did not bounce Weber's way. Uh, but Weber is now looking up for the first time in a very long time in the big sky. Uh, like I, I, I've mentioned before, I think they, they get the win this week against Cal Poly. Uh, and then they have to go, uh, or they have a Montana State at home on the road against uh, EWU. So they kind of get a break this week. I think they take care of business on the road in San Luis Obispo. Uh, and then they're going to have a very big game against Montana State and then on the road against EWU. And they're going to have to win out at Idaho State, home against Portland State, at SUU, and home against Northern Colorado. Uh, I think they can handle all four of those teams. Those four of those teams I think are more on the bottom of the big sky. And uh, SUU, this is their last year in the wax or in the in the big sky before they transition to the WAC. So that's going to be probably, in my opinion, the hardest game on the way out uh, on the road against Cedar, at Cedar City on the 13th of November. Like I said, I'm excited to see where Weber State goes. They've definitely challenged themselves, uh, you know, taking on Utah, James Madison, UC Davis, but now uh, they really cannot lose if they want to stay in contention in the big sky. And uh, we'll get into that uh, a little bit later as we break down next week's game. So, as always, in the right smack dab in the middle of the podcast, we really like to release our top 25. We usually start at the 25 and work up and kind of explain our reasoning. Coming in at 25 despite the loss uh, to Pitt was an absolute beatdown. Was New Hampshire. They stay the same at 25. Coming in at 24, welcome to the dance. We have the Mercer Bears. Uh, I've been impressed with them, what they've been able to do over the first couple of weeks. And uh, we'll see if they can hold on to that 24 spot. 23, we have the Racers of Murray State. 22, we have UT Martin Skyhawks with a win over Jacksonville State. Vaults them into the top 25. Coming in at 21, I have the UNI Panthers. 20, we have Southeast Louisiana. Number 19, I do have Incarnate Word. Like I said, I was high on them last uh, spring. I've been impressed with them. Uh, they continue to win. And they'll continue to move up the rankings. Coming in at 18 is Holy Cross. Now, I don't want to make 
uh, too big of a deal. I know that they did beat Monmouth, and Monmouth was my 14th ranked team, but maybe it was just, um, you know, a bad game for Monmouth. I did drop them out of the top 25, uh, but Holy Cross just barely entering the top 25. I didn't want to, uh, you know, uh, move them super high up just because I, I don't want to be prisoner of the moment. Coming in at 18, if they continue to win and continue to improve, they will slowly creep up the top 25 list. Coming in at 17, I have the key debts of VMI. 16, Central Arkansas. I know that they've been down a little bit, and I only moved them down one spot. But when you when you play Sam Houston, uh, you deserve to come in at 16. If they continue to lose, they would obviously drop out. But I think this is a top 25 team, and a team we'll be talking about when it comes to the playoffs. Coming in at 15, I have Villanova. 14, Weaver State. It's been really hard for me to drop Weaver State, despite only having one uh, win, and that is against my alma mater, Dixie State. It's sad uh, because they've played a, a Pac-12 team, uh, a top in, in my rankings uh, five team, and then uh, UC Davis, which was a very difficult game coming off of that James Madison game. So I'm not going to drop them too low. Uh, if they struggle against Cal Poly or lose to Montana State again, they will be bumped down further into the top 25, but I think Weber State, uh, once when they get healthy and everything, uh, they will be back and they will be in the conversation as a top 10 team once again. Coming out at 13, I do have ETSU. Despite my reservations, I moved them up. Uh, I have them at 16. They're now 13. They're going to have to beat Wofford, VMI, Furman, and Chattanooga for me to really be sold on them, but I want to be keeping them right in the middle. Not like I said, they've they've had some good wins, and uh, they were able to survive against Sanford last week, but. We'll see what happens the rest of the way. Coming in at 12, I have Eastern Washington. They continue to win despite, um, I mean, I, I've been impressed with them. We'll see what they what happens when they go up against the likes of Weaver State, Davis, uh, Montana, and Montana State. Coming in at 11, I do have Delaware. Coming in at 10, I have Missouri State. I think that they are a really good football team, and they have been one of the biggest turnarounds in the last couple of years. Coming in at 9, I have the, the North Dakota Fighting Hawks, excited to see them up there and seeing them back in action this weekend. Coming in at 8 at Montana State, had to drop them down a little bit. They did struggle against Portland State, um, but it was mainly because of the two teams that are above them that just played better coming in at number uh, 7. We have UC Davis. UC Davis right now, uh, I think, is the second best team in the Big Sky. Uh, follow closely behind Montana. We'll see where Weber State racks up against these teams like EWU and Montana State later. Uh, but right now, I think it's Montana and UC Davis to win. Coming in at 6, I have the Salukis of SIU. Uh, I do need, I mean, they beat Illinois State, which was a good win. I cannot wait until they match up against NDSU, UND, uh, Missouri State, so I can get a little bit better read on them. Coming in at 5, I do have Montana. No movement there after a, uh, a pretty resounding win against Cal, Cal Poly. Number 4, I do have JMU. Number 3, I have North Dakota State. 2, South Dakota State. And number 1, I have Sam Houston. So that is our rankings for today. I know that uh, I'll probably get a little bit of pushback. A lot of people, you know, this is uh, they want to switch it up a ton. Until I see, i got to watch the teams play. And then I got to see them play against, uh, you know, top level competition. It's hard for me to determine, you know, like a Montana, I think Cal Poly is a, 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 an average uh, FCS team, but where do they rank versus, uh, you know, 
whomever, you know, like Illinois State. Well, do I move SIU above? Well, I guess I could because they are my rankings, but this is where I think everyone's kind of shaken out right now. Uh, some people might have Montana higher, JMU higher, Sam Houston lower, South Dakota State higher. This is a preference. These are what I think as of right now of 928. And uh, you know what? We're going to keep on rolling with this as we get ready and more and more into the season. So some of the games that we are excited to watch this week, of course, we will be talking about Dixie State and all of the Dixie State followers at the very end. Um, one game I'm really excited to see, Rhode Island. They were teams that uh, in my in my rankings, I almost put them in the top 25. They are undefeated. We'll see if they can break into that with a pretty good win over Stony Brook. Stony Brook has been good over the past few years, so it would be a big win uh, for them. Like I said, Merrimack almost put them up there as well. They will have to take on Duquesne. Uh, I think it will be a very difficult game, but it is at home, so they do get lucky that way. Um, I do think that Merrimack wins by at least a point. Uh, it's too bad that they don't release odds, or it's really hard to find odds on some of these lower games, but I'm excited to see them back in action. Uh, Gardner-Webb, I, I was excited about them last year. I actually watched a lot of games in the spring. They've played well. Their only two losses have come to FBS teams, Georgia Southern and Charlotte. They did beat Lincoln University, which is a lower division team, and they beat Western Carolina last week. Uh, this will be their first big test against Monmouth, and then their home against Campbell. If they're able to beat Monmouth, maybe Monmouth isn't as good as what I think they are. Uh, but Gardner-Webb, they, I believe they're the running Bulldogs. Uh, could could really surprise some people coming out of the Big South. They're a good football team. I'll definitely be tuning into that game at 11. Uh, like we've already kind of mentioned, the Holy Cross-Harvard game. Harvard is undefeated. These are two academic powers going at it. I think that uh, Holy Cross uh, takes care of Harvard uh, by a touchdown, and uh, they move to 4-1 and one on the season. Uh, some other interesting games. Uh, of course, I don't know why I'm always intrigued by Illinois State, but they do take on Missouri State. Missouri State has been uh, definitely playing some in an interesting level of football. They've been living on a prayer, uh, having two really close uh, wins and one really close loss. They lost to Oklahoma State Week 1, 16-23, beat Central Arkansas by three points, and was able to beat South Dakota by eight points, the Coyotes. Uh, they do take on the Redbirds on the road in normal. It should be an amazing game. Uh, then their schedule kind of lets up against Youngstown and Indiana State. And then it will ramp back up to go North Dakota State, North Dakota, SIU, and UNI. Uh, so this is kind of the precursor of what is to come. I do like Missouri State. We'll see uh, how they handle the Redbirds of Illinois State this next weekend. I think that uh, Missouri State wins by a field goal. Another team that I am excited to watch, uh, definitely we've talked about this. We have Delaware against Albany. I think this is going to be a really good game. I do like the Great Danes, 0-3 to start off. However, they have played North Dakota State, Rhode Island, and Syracuse. That's why I said I'm interested to see where Rhode Island is in the mix of everything. This will be their first, well, uh, they've been in some really good games, but this is a game that I think is definitely winnable for the Great Danes and uh, Jeff Undercuffler. Uh, I do like the I do like 
Delaware in this game, but I would say only a point favorite uh, after a break. Uh, they haven't played since the 18th of September. I'm excited to see what Albany, uh, what they're kind of made of going forward. We do have the Battle of North Dakota. We have North Dakota State going on the road to North Dakota, so we'll definitely have some movement uh, if uh, North Dakota does beat NDSU and uh, vice versa. I'm excited to see this game. Of course, last year it was uh, it was a great game. It was one for the ages. They're finally back in the same conference. Uh, I do think North Dakota State is is really really good. But the but you know what North Dakota can be uh, a pesky team. I think this is going to be a three point game. I think it's going to be whoever has the ball last uh, is going to be able to win this game. Uh, but definitely North Dakota State going into a hostile envi environment into the Alert Center. Uh, excited to watch that one coming up. Another top 25 matchup, we have James Madison taking on New Hampshire uh, on the road. James Madison has to travel to them. I definitely want to see this game more so on the New Hampshire side of things. Looks like it's going to be rainy, kind of a little bit chillier than what we've been used to. And uh, James Madison will have to go on the road. However, their offense does travel well, playing that run heavy. Uh, and then, you know, they can get it out. Uh, definitely going to be fun to, to watch that game. It is a 1.30 start. Uh, we've already kind of mentioned the ETSU Wofford game, another game we'll definitely be tuning in to watch. Um, as I continue to go through, uh, you know, we do got, uh, you know, a fun one we did mention, Mercer against uh, Samford, but there's also a lot of, like, intermediate games that I'm excited to watch, like Campbell, North Alabama. North Alabama is 0-4, but uh, they are not to be taken lightly. Campbell uh, looking to bounce back. They are 1-2 to move to 500. I'll be excited to see that. We do have, for example, SUU taking on Portland State. Uh, both are 1-3. Both are towards the bottom of the big sky, but it will be interesting to see where they rank up, where they rack up. Portland State did give Montana State a pretty good game. SUU played alright against uh, EWU, but Portland State will have to come to altitude in in Cedar City, a game we'll be tuning into. And then I think the biggest game uh, for... Uh, the big sky this week is EWU uh, hosting Montana. Now, the red is is a very unique place. I liken it to the blue. I, you, for those of you who follow Get the Ball Rolling for a while, uh, the blue, I, I do do an orange and blue podcast about Boise State. It is a really unique, unique uh, place to play. And it will definitely show, it will definitely test Montana, uh, push them to the brink. Montana does have some, you know, really good offensive firepower. Uh, but if you look on my rankings, this would be a 5 versus a 12. And, uh, you know, I would say that Montana has a 7-point uh, edge. I think Montana's, you know, a touchdown better. Uh, but you get 4 points for being at home. So I think it would be a 3-point game. I think that Montana is going to be tested. Uh, the Grizzlies, I mean, they've, they've played well. Yeah, of course, everyone's going to talk about their win against Washington. Uh and there's nothing to, to really overlook the next, you know, uh, really until they play Montana State are all very winnable games. It's going to be a really big test. Uh, it will be at 8.30 p.m. It's on ESPN2, if you can believe it. This one is going to be for for really, uh, you know, the top of the, the, top of the big sky. Uh, of course, we do have Montana State uh, and UC Davis, Weaver State, that will have something to say about that. But like I said, we're going to get a little bit more information 
information as far as where the hierarchy lands in the FCS. And then, uh, you know, if if Montana really just blows out EWU, I will move them above a James Madison or a North Dakota State, a South Dakota State, depending on results. Uh, just because I, I, you know, I, I think that I that's how highly I think of EWU. And if EWU wins, this could vault them up into the top five uh, where they haven't been for, for quite some time since that uh, championship run where they were able to make it, I believe it was in 2019, and uh, ended up losing to North Dakota State, if I remember correctly. My memory holds. Anyway, so those are some of the fun games that I look forward to. Uh, like I said, the FCS is some of the funnest teams to talk about, and uh, I think we're going to get a lot of movement within the top 25. Uh, we're finally out of like the the FBS playing the FCS, which is is my favorite. When I finally get to see them play, uh, finally we're going to be talking about my alma mater as always at the end. Dixie State will be going on the road to uh, to South Dakota State. Now Dixie State is no, uh, I mean they are playing absolutely everybody they can. They're having a, a ridiculous schedule. Um, they've played Sacramento State, Weber State, UC Davis. They're taking on South Dakota. State. State, Montana, Delaware, Sam Houston State, and Missouri State, and then there's a couple other teams like Tarleton, Stephen F. Austin, and Fort Lewis that are a little bit lower, but uh, definitely a very interesting game. It will be streamed on ESPN+, Plus, so we will be down here in St. George cheering them on. Uh, I think South Dakota State beats Dixie State pretty good, and I think it sets South Dakota State up for, uh, you know, just just another win. Uh, like I said, they're, I, I have them as the number two team, uh, but, you know, South Dakota State does take on the Salukis the week after. Uh, I don't think they'll overlook them. I think they're too good of a team to overlook uh, a Dixie State. But, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see where Dixie State lines up. If they're able to score a touchdown uh, where Indiana State was in, unable to, it will give me a sense of where Dixie is. It's hard when you're playing just straight garbage teams or just straight, you know, really difficult teams. It's hard to gauge where you're at, um, you know, across the board. So definitely going to be something to keep an eye on. Uh, South Dakota State looking to bounce back after the loss uh, to Sam Houston in the national championship game. They're a really good team and a very deep and talented team. And I think that they would play very well against, uh, you know, against uh, a lot of other FBS teams. I know there's a lot of talk of conference realignment. I know that there has been a lot of discussion about, you know, Big Sky. Uh, I did see there was someone from the Big Sky that was at the Big Ten headquarters. What does that mean? What are implications? Uh, very interesting. Uh, the, the college football continues to impress as the landscape continues to evolve. And uh, I think we're going to get some major shakeups in the next uh, little bit to the FCS ranks. And it's going to be something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on as we go forward so anyway this has been another edition of get the ball rolling i'm happy to be able to talk to you guys today and uh really break down what i was able to see uh we'll see what happens as far as the top 25 goes again we have some wonderful games this week and uh you know coming pretty soon we'll have to be doing uh you know a, a bubble watch for the the you know outside looking in probably in three or four weeks uh for the fcs playoffs uh, I believe they're moving it back to the 24 teams. Last last uh, last year was 16, so they cut it down by eight, which was difficult. 
uh, because a lot of teams like, um, you know, Murray State, uh, a team that I thought should have got in, they weren't able to get in, and we always have those those controversies of last four in and first four out. Anyway, and we also have the AQs that will get in automatically, and uh, very excited to talk about them. Alrighty, so this is again, uh, be sure to always uh, subscribe, rate, review, and uh, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Continue to support. Again, very grateful for all that has been done for me and you guys, uh, because without you guys, this would not be possible. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week and keep the ball rolling.